Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> Shave off all your pubes and make a fine stew. Amen. Pube stew. (laughs) (laughs) Pube stew. Man, it's kind of... It's a hair and dust. I heard that once today and I was like, that was in the news again, wasn't it? It's a hair and dust. As soon as that left the person's mouth, I was like, must be on the news again. (laughs) Because nobody's just like... (laughs) It's not COVID, it's... Saharan dust. If yeah, if it's like something about chemtrails or anything like that, you know, I, it's whatevs. Like broader coverage of, of what chemtrails aren't real. I don't know, man. I'm on the fence. Are you saying they're just water vapor? Yeah. <gasps> the jets make stripies in the sky. <laughs> the jets make stripies in the sky. The blue angels are evil. <laughs> Not the blue angels. But they do tricks. They're American <laughs> heroes. It's because I was inverted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody talks about the Blue Angels. What about the Thunderbirds, man? Did you watch anything exciting this week? No. Because <laughs> because we were watching two movies. Um, it was just a busy week. The whole week. time? Huh? Like you're, oh, because we were watching two Yeah, because movies. we watched two yes, movies. I was we like, were. man, okay. I want to do this in like, like a reasonable time. God, I sound like such an old fuck. I wanted to I have him finish two movies in one week. At a reasonable hour. No. Um, I got to get to bed before I have to poop again. <laughs> I'm peeing for the fifth time tonight. Um, not at all. <sighs> I watched the Beanie Bubble on the- Apple with the- Zach Galifianakis and Elizabeth Banks. And uh, Sarah Snook. It was about the Beanie Babies. Ty. Ty. Yeah. So it's Zach Galifianakis plays him. Also, Zach Galifianakis should play the Nexium cult leader. That he would, would be... fucking nail it, dude. There should be some sort of like humiliate Keith Raniere <laughs> by having Zach Galifianakis play him. Like that should a hundred percent happen. What and what, he did, like, what did he say? It. Like call me Gaylord, or what, what did he want to be called? <laughs> It wasn't Gaylord, was no, it? No, it wasn't Gaylord. <laughs> Call me Gaylord. It was like... Uh, Call me Prometheus? It was something... It wasn't it was, Prometheus, but it was like... <laughs> <laughs> he was, was like... Some sort of weird title. Call me Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> now come to my room. We have some extracurricular activities for after class. It's an exercise. Anyway, the beanie bubble. So I watched... um. I watched something on Ty. Was it the dark side of the 90s had one about? Um, because I just watched it. Because one of the things, I'd like to give a shout out to a, a listener who's special in my heart. Who thinks it's T.Y. Beanie Babies. And even after I watched that and showed her that it was Ty, I think she still is in some form of denial. It's his name and he's a narcissist. Yes, but it is definitely Ty Beanie Babies, not T.Y. Beanie Babies. Well, yeah. Sorry. His, yes, his name is Ty. For anyone else who may be just confused it's a really interesting story because basically three women made the company what it was dude that part about the the website used them and cut them out 
that website was like one of the first like chat rooms. Yeah, and he paid her like twelve <laughs> bucks an hour. No shit. Yeah, the the woman who set all that up. It's really interesting, and Zach Galifianakis is marvelous in it. Like so unlikable. That's good. You almost think he's not. Like maybe he isn't a bad guy. It escalates. It was so good. I loved it. I just bought one from an airport in Seattle. You a know. beanie baby. Yeah, to please the the young one. Are they still Thai Beanie Babies? They still have the... I'm sure somebody bought the name. I'm, sh- You know, it's got to be completely different than how it was then. Yeah. But somebody still has the name for sure. They're everywhere. Walgreens. Jesus, man. It's bad. So I didn't work there for the first one, but mm-hmm. when I was 15, I worked at McDonald's for the second wave of Beanie Baby. And, like, I had people come through the drive-thru. They would be like, I just came through, and I already got this one. And I was like, yes, ma'am, the... <laughs> they have one a day like it's just one you can go through a bunch of times you're just going to get the same one over and over again and people did not like they thought you were lying i forgot that you worked at mcdonald's for a hot second it was for four months and then i bought uh, like a pound of marijuana <laughs> I was like i don't need a fucking job hey do you remember that one night we were drunk as shit went to denny's and on the way back we stole a box of hamburger patties from mcdonald's and then we went and cooked yes. them at that apartment at North Cross Apartments. Yes, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. We stole a box of McDonald's hamburger patties just from right. <laughs> that was before I worked there. That was when somebody else worked there that we knew. That's what it was. And then I, uh... when I worked there, it was the dinosaur monopoly game with the butts and the heads. And by the patties, once they were taken and they got back to the apartment where there were just way too many people waiting to eat these patties after we'd just, just been to Denny's. Just off a plate with nothing else. No but condiments. Do you remember the size of the skillet? It was like a single patty skillet. And yeah, it was like for one egg. And it and everybody acted like only that one person could cook it, but I feel like honestly he was the only one who could brown the a patty. The man cooking it had a top hat on. He did. From my recollection. <laughs> it was him. It was him. Okay. Right. Yep. Yeah. But he... Like, it, like, I think it had a feather in it. Of course it did. <laughs> they were hardcore, man. They were hardcore. Anyway, lots of Lone Star involved. Yeah. Lots of Lone Star Denny's. I puked in the Denny's restroom that night. I'll never forget because I touched things in the Denny's restroom, then went back to the table and ate. Today, me would not accept that, even at like the the minimum level, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, Beanie Babies, who'd have thunk it? Yeah. I think Apple is nailing it with those historical movies. Gotta find your niche. Tetris was fucking amazing. I never checked that one out. You really should. And mm. now's the perfect opportunity since we're doing Mario. Mario. Well, you know, I did want to say I did. I watched a few episodes of the new Unsolved Mysteries because they put new ones out a while back. Oh, really? Yeah. You finally watched those? Well, I watched like the first season, most of them. But okay. I think there's a second season now. I got uh, there's three. Yeah, I got hung up on the the creepy Tokyo one. I kept falling asleep. It was very tranquilizing. See, I jump around. I don't watch them in that order. That's when a I good watch thing those. to do. That's, okay, that's a good thing to do. Uh, the new season was good though. I the enjoyed three? it. Three. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm picking randomly from I two right it. now. <laughs> it had more supernatural stuff, and I like that. And then uh, I think the murders weren't as interesting. No, the true crime ones. It's like a part of me forgets that the show is Unsolved Mysteries. And as someone who watched the original series, I'm like, you should really understand that you're not going to, you know, like, this is fucking Unsolved Mystery. I honestly lost touch with the point of the show, though, when I was watching one of them one night. I was like, 
That's right. I, I appreciate I it, though. I tried to watch William Shatner's The Unexplained. Unexplained, yeah. And the segments were too short for me. So the old Unsolved Mysteries format, I think it only works in the context of time period. And mm-hmm. it needs to be a whole episode now. The Shatner one has a few seasons, though, doesn't it? Also? Yeah, but it's like three or four things per episode. And the only That's time I is. want that is from Jonathan fucking Frakes. Fact or fiction? Wow. You remember that? You dug deep for that one. No, man. I was a fan. Oh. I watched the reruns sometimes. See, that? so I believe that's when we were still like a TV watching family. Beyond you know what belief. I mean? Or at least at my mom's place. That's one of the ones that we would watch. It was in the rotation. I feel like that was then. I would always feel incredulous when I was wrong and I'd be like, they fucking made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you even do that? TV. But it was fun. Yeah. There's you know, like a game show element to it. Do you watch anything uh, like network TV in the evenings? Not at all. I don't watch live television fucking ever. I feel I want to try. Last thing that kind of got me, but it wasn't even like that, was Goldberg's, but that's not even really. I even travel with an HDMI cable, so I don't have to do it in a hotel room. <laughs> Dude, that's the one time when I'm just fine with picking out one thing. I usually am, but if it's like I'm going to be in this hotel for a few days. Mm-hmm. You want to have a good... I, yeah, I'm not going to do that. A few days is a different story, yeah. yeah. When I did that crazy drive to uh, Indiana and back... I oh, was... one night, I'm going to watch Naked and Afraid all fucking night long. Yeah, I think I watched Swordfish the night of the wedding. Um, the Oh, on my drive there when I got to Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas at like 3.30 in the morning, I think I went to sleep watching a Cowboys football game from like three years prior. <laughs> That's really weird. Well, I needed something that would just fucking put me to sleep. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Swordfish, edited with commercials, you got to experience it once, right? <laughs> I mean... I mean, I, I prefer a Die Hard movie on network television. Oh. yippee Mr. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> do they still do that shit? I don't know. It's been a long time. Like I said, I'm out of touch with what live television is. Yeah. It's just for old people now. Like, mm-hmm. most of the people watching live television are over 55. I really only use it for sports, and it's like I watch, like, one sport. You know what I mean? I'm not even, like, an all-around kind of dude. I just, just watch football, you know? And that's digital antenna, man. Not paying for another fucking thing. I paid, like, 22 bucks one time. Digital antennas are amazing for that shit. What I do do is there are lots of weird free apps on my tv like samsung apps there's more and more well and samsung has amazing options there's a whole there's channels i've watched some shit we leave it on the 90s music one i think i've talked about that before yeah sometimes when i want to get my like channel flipping fix that's what i go to it's limited commercials comparatively Sometimes with some of those, it's like the same fucking commercial over and over again. Well, the so Samsung like within 20 TV, minutes, you're crazy, and you're like, I'm not doing this. Too much, too much. Yeah. It, it's like early 2000s television when we had the cable box, and it was like a whole new world. The reason I don't do live TV as much is because it's like that, too. It's like the same commercial, because there's only one advertiser buying TV. At the gym, sometimes I'll watch like Fox, and I'm just like, God, how many catheter companies are there? <laughs> fuck do you have any other commercials Nah, man they lost diabetes guy forever ago and it hasn't been the same life alert i see those now the life alerts aren't even entertaining anymore i know i've fallen and i can't get up yeah there's no fun to it guys come on now come on make fun of that old lady get a fucking 
a skinnier old lady or something. You entertained like two generations at one time there for a while with that shit. You're really going to let that fucking gold slip away? <laughs> <laughs> if you're winning, run with it. And you know what? I'm going to point these papers at you aggressively one more time while I say stuff. Did you notice? I, that I like was... it. You're you're kind of you're like Jake Tapper over there. Jake Tapper. Yeah, from CNN. You're just pointing at me oh with your God, fucking papers. Like... Jake Tapper. Wow. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm not fucking. I can't be fucking Anderson Cooper. You're like Wolf Blitzer. You want me to make, like an older oh, reference? Oh no, not Wolf either though. God, there's not really a good one though that I'd appreciate. But Anderson Cooper would be nice. I think Wolf Blitzer is what I'm gonna go with. Wolf. Ah uh, no. It's because you guys both have beards. No, his is much more full, and he's just got a different... No. Go back to the Jake Tapper. I like Wolf Blitzer. No, we'll do the Jake Tapper. I'll take that. It's just intense tonight. I don't know if I'm prepared for all this. I don't think I've seen this movie in easily 15 years. And the last time I watched this movie, it was on YouTube. Because no one cared. <laughs> it's not right now. I looked before I bought this movie for $5 on DVD. Brand new, I might add. From Amazon. You got a that's a steal, man. Five bucks. That's clearance bin material. Four ninety nine. <laughs> what I'm talking about. But Super Mario Bros. Yeah, not the Super Mario Brothers, but Super Mario Bros. We were little kids when this movie came out. This movie came out two weeks before Jurassic Park. Was it was that how close it was? To give you time frame. I'm gonna want to absorb all of the trivia you sling at me. I've got quite a bit. I cut myself off. But perhaps you haven't watched Mario in a long time either. So we're going to give you a little summary. Because you can't find Super Mario Brothers 1993 no. on a streaming service. No. And like, would you? $5.99? $5.99. However, Super Mario Brothers from 1993 is getting a 4K release in Japan in what? theaters. What is I don't fucking know. What's going to... I mean, what you're going to see, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of this shit, I'm not going to lie. Blu-ray and stuff like that, when things first got re-released, you know, HD, you get into some of that older stuff, I don't want HD. It's fucked up looking. There's shit that's like does not look right because we were not supposed to see it like that. See what they did with Blade Runner? That's fucking respectable. It's funny you should say that. The directors of this movie repeatedly compared it to Blade Runner while making it. Not just that, they got one of the art guys from Blade Runner Is to that, do the set design. That's why it looks like that? Uh-huh. <sighs> that's not the only reason, brother. It gets much deeper. So I got into this real quick. I got into an argument with people over some of the guys that I game with, and I talked to these guys forever. Leading up to this episode? Yes, because I let them know what we were watching ahead of time. Because one of them will watch stuff ahead of time. Dude. I listen to their podcast they, when I'm caught up on things. They were like, uh, like it didn't make money. And I'm like, did it make money? Yeah. No. But was this movie popular? I mean. I said yes. And I stood my ground. Because everybody talked about this. I always go back to the previews that were on HBO when they, when they had things as new releases. I mean, I was nine years old when this came out, and I fucking loved it. I thought this movie was amazing. I amazing. This, the shit. Like, there, this was action. It was crazy. Those cars were so cool. But there were scenes last night, and I'll get to it later. It had the pest and the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> That's what I knew then. Yeah. 
John Leguizamo, this was probably the first time I saw him. And I didn't see this in the theater or anything, so I probably didn't see it in 1993. It was probably I was probably 10 years old or something. Mm-hmm. I loved it, though. I'll match you on Bob, though, up until this point. He was the one playing with the rabbit. He was very famous to me at that age. I loved Who Framed Roger Rabbit. As far as I was concerned, that was like the best Disney movie ever. I saw that in theaters. Although Fox uh, Robin Hood, I had a crush on that Maid Marian when I was real little. Wait, an animate the animated one? Maid Marian, yeah. I don't know. I had a thing for the the No, not even gonna say it. The the female rescue ranger as well. <laughs> had a thing for her too. Okay. Kid. Well, okay, yeah, you went animal on both. Did you ever do you remember Heathcliff? Yeah. Remember her? Yeah. Okay. Oh what? You're gonna fucking <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious right now? Like you you throw two fucking characters at me and I give you one that is like I feel like way more and you're like eh. <laughs> Hey, let's get into the bestiality fucking <laughs> would you wouldn't you of the animated world from the late eighties, early nineties. Oh my fuck. That should be a fucking deck on that fucking game that people used to play that I'm not gonna talk about. Anyway. Um, damn, I cannot believe you really just gave me the, eh. <laughs> dude, Smurfette, mm, that's a lot of guys in one village. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now that I'd watch. Pay $15 for that. Just the, the whole room was blue. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't step foot anywhere without getting blue shit all over my feet. <laughs> so sticky. <laughs> Try and get that out of your sock. Are you saying Smurfs have blue cum? It would be awesome. Blue on blue on blue on blue. How would <sighs> you clean up? It's everywhere. <laughs> you tell me. Smurfette. I don't know. Argamel is a sick fuck. <laughs> He's just creeping from back in a corner somewhere in the shadows. Fucking cat's meowing, wants to go outside. We'll give everyone a summary of this movie in case you couldn't watch it recently. But yeah. you remember it fondly. And I would say, if you really remember it fondly... Don't rewatch that shit. <laughs> don't, don't ruin Howard the Duck. I thought Howard the Duck was fine. I still do. I refuse to go back and watch it. It holds up. It's fine. Nope. Scared. <laughs> Talked about. It. I'm scared. When was the last time you watched this movie? I'm gonna have to say, it's 2023. I bet it was somewhere between like 05 and 08, maybe. I'd say that was about the same. Maybe even earlier than that. You know what I mean? I feel like it was when I had cable and it was on a channel. And I was like, Super Mario Brothers, you know? I watched it in the early days of YouTube. Mm. It was on there. No one cared. Well, see, you just recently got your copy. I had mine on DVD. I put it in once or twice. I didn't really watch it. I've just had the DVD since about 20, somewhere between 2008 and 2010, I guess. And I never really watched the whole thing. It's one of those movies where I remember the configuration of our living room at the time. Ooh, like you know that. what I mean? Yeah, you, like how you were watching it. Yeah, like when I watched it for the first time, I remember how the living room was arranged in our house. I saw a scene that I remember being in my room watching it on HBO for the preview, and I was like, <gasps> I could not believe it was happening. That was so cool. But I still remember being a little bit like, huh? There was a lot of huh this time. While running around Brooklyn trying to get to plumbing jobs before a rival plumbing company steals them out from under them, Luigi meets the girl of his dreams and Daisy. They go on a double date with his brother Mario and Mario's girlfriend, but when Daisy takes Luigi to her archaeological dig site beneath the Brooklyn Bridge, she is kidnapped and dragged through a portal to an alternate universe, a universe created when the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs 
actually didn't kill the dinosaurs, but rather split the dinosaur world into a parallel universe that for whatever reason is a desert version of Earth with only a few blocks of Brooklyn inhabited by humanoids evolved from dinosaurs instead of apes. This alternate Brooklyn is ruled by King Koopa who usurped the throne by devolving Daisy's real father into a fungus that has spread throughout the city. Koopa is after a shard of asteroid that was left with Daisy when her mother smuggled her into our universe as a baby. And dropped her at a fucking nunnery. At a nunnery. Yeah. But that scene where she's running through the tunnel after she drops her, dude, that was one of those, you know, like took me back. Because that seemed really intense when I was young and like kind of hardcore and dark. And now it's like one of the earlier abandoned babies in my film history. That was a big thing back in the day, though. There were abandoned I mean, that's kids what left and right. Moses, dude. <laughs> Storytelling. Uh, hold on. Let me find my <laughs> olive branch later. You mean the leaf to cover your junk? <laughs> when when they would fly and shit, how did it stay? Did they have some strings that we just couldn't see? It was just the the old version of a like, was it pixelated. Tuck, was it tucked into the crevasses of the thigh meets the pelvic region? Or maybe it's like one of those bras with the plastic straps that you're like, fuck are you fooling with that shit. <laughs> uh Reuniting the fragment with the asteroid will unify the world so Koopa can use his de-evolution guns and army of Goombas to turn the human race back into apes and take over. Mario and Luigi cross to the other side to save Daisy and apparently the world. Super Mario Brothers was directed by husband and wife team and Max Headroom directors, which explains a lot. <laughs> Annabelle Yonkel? Yonkel. And Rocky Morton. And the screenplay is credited to Parker Bennett. Terry Runt, Runte, I didn't look up your names, <laughs> and Ed Solomon. However, on closer inspection, the first draft of the movie was written by Barry Morrow and was a road trip movie that strongly resembled Rain Man, his other movie that he wrote. <laughs> In fact, the screenplay ended up being nicknamed Drain Man. The job went to Bennett and Runt, Runte, <laughs> Runty, <laughs> who were asked to draw inspiration from the 1989 Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Ghostbusters, but they were eventually let go, and it was developed further by British writing team Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenais. I don't know. Ian Lafrenais. And then when the film's distribution rights were picked up by Disney, the producers fired those two and hired Ed Solomon and Ryan Rowe to doctor the script to be family-friendly because it was super dark, apparently. At this point, like when Hoskins joined, it was mm -hmm. a drama. Oh, like a sci-fi drama. So he just was out there going with the flow, huh? I would love to read that script. Roe later dropped out and the script was rewritten throughout production by Solomon. Reportedly, the actors stopped reading the script every day before coming to set because it's going to be different anyway. There was so much fucking trivia for this movie that I just stopped writing it down. <laughs> I can't wait because I didn't have time to look up what I wanted to. So I'm I'm very interested to hear what's coming. There are so many podcasts. There are podcasts just dedicated to this movie that have multiple episodes just about this movie. So if you're really that interested in all of it, there's a crazy amount of it. A whole section of John Leguizamo's autobiography is dedicated to this. So surprise, not surprised, I guess I could say. Holy shit. I mean, you watch it now. And man, imagine not seeing it years ago and watching it now for the first time. What would you think? You know, I kind of enjoyed watching it this time in a uh, wow 
kind of way. So the cast of this movie is Bob Hoskins as Mario, John Leguizamo as Luigi, Dennis Hopper as Koopa, President Koopa or King Koopa, something like that. You know, he looked an awful lot like that one guy whose name I'm not going to say, but he's like a big fucking fat Oompa Loompa with bad hair. He was just president a while back. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like that guy. It was scary how much he looked like him in a weird Like he looked like 90s Trump? But like dinosaur 90s Trump. Dinosaur 90s Trump. (laughs) Yeah. That's I mean, that's what he was, right? That's what he was. But Jesus, it was scary. I was like, fuck. Samantha Mathis as Princess Daisy and her mother. Fisher Stevens (laughs) as Iggy Koopa, who we've talked about Fisher Stevens a lot. Fisher Stevens was the Indian man in Short Circuit. He was also the plague in Hackers. Yes. And I've got a theory. What's your theory? You want to hear that now? Yeah. So he was like evolved to like maximum intelligence, right? And then he gets out of it. He becomes the plague. Master hacker. Think about the level of intelligence. Where did these take place? I mean, as far as filmmaking goes, these movies could be in the same universe. This movie was 93. Hackers was 95. You know, he goes from a cousin of Koopa. He's evil. He gets like super evolved. And then he disappears. You know he gets out of this. And then he ends up on that boat from Lost, shouting about time. Because did he get arrested at the end of Hackers? So then maybe he served some time and then just like wound up on the boat or somehow he got... When was he an early edition then? Oh, shit. When was he Kyle Chandler's friend? Okay, we're going to have to map this out <laughs> and get a visual going. And I'll print some pictures, you know, because you have to print pictures of what you're researching to put it in you know, order and everything that we're going to go for. And is Indian Fisher Stevens an alternate universe Fisher Stevens? Yeah, like Brooklyn number 412. If it could happen to Superman. Johnny Five (laughs) is alive. (laughs) Richard Edson played Spike Koopa. The two Koopa cousins. Koopa cousins. Spike and Iggy. Dana Kaminsky as Daniela, Mario's girlfriend. Fiona Shaw as Lena. Mojo Nixon as Toad. Who was in a band with Jello Biafra? He shares the same birthday as I do. He said that he was hired because his agent pitched him as like dime store Tom Waits because they wanted Tom Waits. For I this can part. see that. And um, yeah, what I looked, he, we have this, huh? Quit fucking with your kid. I know. <laughs> um, we have the same birthday. Just want to throw that out there again. You and Tom Waits? No. Nope. You and Tom Waits? No. Nope. Mo- Eat my peach, baby. Blow on my dice. Mo- no, Mojo Nixon. <laughs> Like, somehow that was on IMDb. I was like, oh, he's got the same birthday as me. Cute. Yeah. John Pfeiffer plays Goomba Toad, because I like to credit the puppeteers. That that looked so crazy this time around, the little heads. So I have some questions about that. Maybe you can answer them. Let's see what I can do. Gianni Russo plays Anthony Scapelli. Francesca P. Roberts as Big Bertha, who was apparently added because there were no black people in this movie. No way. I remember her being hardcore. She scared me a lot more back in the day. <laughs> when we were nine. Yeah. Don Lake as Sergeant Simon. Not high in the cast list, but I'm going to leave him in there. Because Don Lake, everybody <laughs> knows who Don Lake is, but they don't know his name. Yeah. He's he... in fucking everything. Yes. Also, he's written some stuff. He's got some decent writing credits. On Does he? Yeah. Good shit. Lance Hendrickson plays the king. He's listed some places as Bowser for some reason. Lord Bowser? Yeah, which is weird because like... Bowser is the American name for King Koopa. And then Dan Castellaneta is the narrator who is Homer Simpson's voice. 
that's who it was. I, I did not look up that. And I was like, this guy has to be somebody. Well, so if he's Homer's voice, he's also he's the voice other of like. In the Simpsons, for sure. But like, he's Homer. What? He does like 40 other voices, probably. Yeah. And if you like see him, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. No, I know his face. Yeah, believe me. He's. You know, was he the one who was in Godzilla, Matthew Broderick? I think that's I think the news so. one, right? Yeah. That's him. The movie was released in May 28th of 1993, and the worldwide gross was $38.9 million against a $48 million budget. It was considered a flop. It's considered one of the worst movies of all time. And in 1993, we were fucking young, and I loved this shit. I loved it. It was great. It was everything. It didn't even matter to me. You know, you go watch the new, the Super Mario Brothers. That's a lot more like the video game. This was somebody's Mario Blade Runner. <laughs> so the original idea for this movie was that it was supposed to be the story that inspires the video game. And then at the end of the movie, somebody was going to come and get the rights to the story to make a video game out of it from no. them. And that was what the plot was going to be. So that was the way this was written. Was just for the ending to go into a video game. And man, this movie has so much problem solving that happens to make the story happen because it's so loosely tied to the game, barely. And I mean, we're probably not going to cover anything that somebody hasn't already covered, but I don't think we've ever talked about this movie ever with each other. I we may have mentioned it once or twice, but just as like, uh, we should do that sometime. I don't think we got much like it deep has been into a it. long time since I watched this. And I remember the fungus being like so weird to me when I was a kid and extra gross. Like it seemed gross then. And it still is. It wasn't as, uh, I guess moist as I remember it. I think I remember it being more moist and sticky than it looked on this recent watch. Lance Henderson was only in this movie for a moment. My notes simply say, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, though, I did want to make sure. Uh, so I was in a weird mood. I wanted to see. Do you know how many credits he has as an actor on IMDb? Lance Hendrickson? How many? Dude, he's one of those 264. That is a lot. That's a lot for acting credits. Like, you know, um, you know, and a lot of the big ones, you know, they don't do a ton. You know, they're not so much quantity. So, you know, you see them with like 40 to 60 maybe. Not to mention Millennium was a pretty long running series. You know, just for reference, Danny Glover was like 120 something a couple. I bet he's 130 something now. But, you know, and Danny Glover's one of those guys you're like, he's been in 130 movies. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some of those are long running television series. So that that's even more mind blowing. <laughs> just that the fact that he's yeah, actually Millennium ran for at least like three, four seasons. Probably 23, 27 episodes. I always forget about Millennium, and there you are. There you are. Chris Carter, man. (laughs) I loved Millennium. I tried. I always watched it back and back, and when it would cross over with the X-Files, I loved that shit. (laughs) I was so into it when I was younger. Oh, I got to make sure I'm on the right Mario notes. (laughs) I forgot that the baby comes out of an egg in the beginning of it. And the nuns are just like... Oh, bless it all. <laughs> yeah, they accepted that shit. Yeah. Face value. Make a necklace out of this rock and give this egg baby a good education, apparently. She became a fucking archaeologist. And why was she dressed like she was supposed to be in the desert? <laughs> yeah, like, just like, because this is, what arche- this is what Dr. Grant would wear. <laughs> and Sadler. But, like, you're, but, well, you're in, in Brooklyn. In the future, though. But you're in Brooklyn, so you don't need all the khaki and white. Yeah, and it didn't seem like her dig site was 
It was in a sewer tunnel under the Brooklyn Bridge. And a, a 90s like kid movie. Scapelli gave her the rapey eyes. What the fuck was up with Scapelli? Like, he like was could... he a gangster? Was he just like Oh, he was, was he was a plumbing guy, right? No, no, he was well, clearly on the plumbing company. It was clearly a front the way that Tony Soprano had the the disposal, you mean, know, the these trash guys company. Were working. They got to jobs before these guys. And what were they fucking getting plumbing jobs over a police scanner? <laughs> Whoever fucking arrives first takes care of this shit. Uh, they've got a whole fleet of vans, dude. Damn it. They've got a whole fleet. Those city cops got it again. <laughs> That's highway <laughs> patrols territory. It's fucking plumbing. No, when you've got a fleet of vans, you know, they were newer. They're they, finding about the little guys fucking plumbing calls and they're fucking heading them off at the pass. Well, their their vans don't have radiator issues on the way to the job. That's true. And when you have to buy a $3 bottle of Evian. <laughs> and then he was like holding it upside down, pointing at it, and it said naive. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not notice that. Funny story. Hoskins and John Leguizamo are fucking hammered. In every scene of this movie. I'd seen that recently, so that's confirmed, right? Like, that was a thing? It's in John Leguizamo's book that they were drinking. And John Leguizamo broke his leg on the set probably because of that. So did you see the thing about, I think it? what I had read was him and Dennis Hopper were in one of those, like, car scenes yep. or something. And that's when, like, a bad accident happened. He and Hoskins were in one, and he slammed on the brakes and the door shut on Bob Hoskins' hand and broke his finger. And he was wearing a pink cast. That's painted like a hand for most of the movie. No shit. Yeah, so these guys were hammered. And they look it. Like, when you kind of think about it, like, Bob Hoskins' reactions to some things, you're like... Ah. So, yeah, whenever they all go out to dinner, the double date. Well, even just when he uh, Luigi first meets Daisy, the way that he's creepily just looking over his shoulder with those, like... And let me... And just doing the fucking eyes clear. and the Bob mouth. Hoskins is not phoning this performance in. <laughs> He is giving it his all. He and Dennis Hopper did not half-ass this. <laughs> um, the double date, he's doing the same thing with the eyes. Like, why is he looking that close? So they're not brothers in this one. Yeah, so they bonded over being uh, orphans on their double date. That's how the ice actually gets broken, when Luigi can finally find words for things, because Mario asks her out on a date for him. Yeah, also, the Mario eyes? is not the main character of the Mario movie. Luigi is kind of Luigi or Daisy. But to be fair, their names are Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. Yeah, which has been confirmed by the creator of the game that that is so. That's correct. Apparently, so fact. What do you know? So there are some there's some realness in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Bob Hoskins also said that he was electrocuted. At one point, I'm thinking it's probably during the mugging scene. When they're down in the yeah, fixing when the pipe. steals the uh, thing, um, and the old lady was wants her Koopa coins, which is the only mention of coins in this whole movie. And coins are kind of a big deal to the Mario world, you know? Yeah. You know, I wanted to point out, you know, you learn lessons in life, and I've talked about it other things, but when you go to tighten a nut on something in a movie, righty, tidy. Every time I see a motherfucker twisting left on a nut or bolt or screw in a fucking movie when they're trying to tighten or turn something off. Parallel universe. They were still in regular Brooklyn the okay, first time it happened. You in. It happened three times throughout the movie. Third time Mario got it right at the very end. But it took Mario three attempts to do righty tidy. 
Well, Mario's drunk. Probably didn't give a fuck. There's at one point where he goes to tighten something and there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes were fixated on it, man. I was like, motherfucker already turned it the wrong direction. What's he doing? He was just kind of cupping it with his hand and making a motion like he was twisting. Most of this movie was filmed in the Foot Clan's hideout. No shit. And the club from The Crow. Amazing. Uh, that's cool. You really like that. That's cool. Yeah, that one was nice. Hey, and at least they were reusing sets back then. Jesus, didn't go to waste. They didn't build it up and tear it right down. Seen some of that shit that they did for Prometheus and these other sci-fi movies lately? Oh my god, when they like tear down a spaceship, like Battlestar, when they disassembled everything, like I was like... (laughs) 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 I mean, who's going to keep that? But let's repurpose this shit, you know? Reduce, reuse, recycle, guys. Stay green. Like nothing, just nothing. <laughs> but let's talk about the hot fucking cat chick from Heathcliff again. Get a better, get some more reaction out of you. <laughs> eh. <laughs> eh. Oh man, but yeah. So, and not to get into it, but you know the new, the new one. There's you know, let's just say this: you've got a British guy playing an Italian guy. And then I went to look up, you know, you know, John. I always thought John Leguizamo was Puerto Rican, so I was like, and then they've got this Puerto Rican guy playing an Italian guy. It's really kind of hard to narrow down. He was born in Colombia, and I could find that his dad—he's Central American. Well, yeah, but it, like his dad went to school in Italy, so like, was his dad from Italy, or did his dad go from Colombia to Italy back to Colombia? John Leguizamo was stoked to play this because Italians are always playing Latinos, mm-hmm. and so that was his justification for it. Was like. Al Pacino kept playing all these, these Hispanic guys. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, no, I'm going to, he, the, he was getting his. And it, there's nothing wrong. I, I just, always, I always thought he was Puerto Rican because I, I thought he was like, and I mean, that's fine. I don't care. It's just like, oh shit, he was born in Colombia. I never knew that. I've never really thought about John Leguizamo's lineage as far as things go. I've watched all the stand-up specials and that's largely what it's about. But mm-hmm. it seems like he talks more about being like a, a Brooklyn guy you know mm-hmm. like he's more from new york than anything else yeah and then hoskins his accent I, I watched some interviews with him about this movie leading up to this yeah and i forget that he just has the dirtiest cockney accent it's so thick man he nails this fucking brooklyn accent though <laughs> he really he's not phoning this fucking performance in. he's great i was looking for the slip because i looked up because i was like okay they got who do they got playing these two Italian guys? This guy is drunk and staying in character all through this movie. I never heard this slur because even uh, some of Mel Gibson's earlier like American stuff, you know, like Lethal Weapon and all that, you can hear a little bit of the Aussie here and there. You know what I mean? Like things pop out and that's in the final cut. I didn't catch Bob slipping on anything. Nothing that I noticed. No. The, like not a single one. The man is a fucking professional and he does his own stunts. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> He said, to prepare for this role, what do I need to do? I'm the right shape. I have a mustache. <laughs> oh, God. There was a lot to take in while watching this. And you said you really, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but I was in a sort of time warp. Like, this was the longest hour and 45 minutes that I've had in a, lo- in a while. It did feel a little long because this movie is garbage. It's hot garbage that I love. Besides the little Easter eggs, there was no, like, this is a, the video game. No, not at all. There was none of that. And what's with the shoes? Was it trying to explain the jumping? 
Like the jumping boots? I was trying to go back to all the Marios, and I don't remember there ever being like a specific boot boot like that. And who invents these boots in the first place? And for what? Yeah, like it's not like they were at like the demolition sites, you know, like they're in the desert. So it's not like it's at the construction site and they use it for work. Like these were what in kiosks downtown? They were kiosks in the city. What did people use them for? Was it to get around and look cool? How'd you like it when they're hovering? <laughs> Just because we're talking about it now. That shit. There were parts of this movie where I laughed not because it was funny. <laughs> like it, it wasn't the comedy in the script. Let's put it that way. But I laughed out loud, man. Some of this really got me. I was like, what the fuck? It's a quality bad movie. Like, to find a movie that is bad on accident mm -hmm. is the, the, the finest. Yeah. The finest kind of bad movie. This is a huge movie. A big, giant budget movie. No, it was a big deal. And like I said, to go back to the... I, like, immediately I jogged a memory of one of the previews on HBO. When they're running from the two cop cars and they're in the cop car, like, when you're eight, nine years old, that cop car looks badass. Oh, in 1993, no less? Uh-huh. And that was one of the scenes in that preview that was, like, on HBO was, like, the car bursting through the flames and driving for with police on the, like, battering ram on the front. Yeah. That was part of that HBO trailer that I loved. But I did want to bring up the guns. You know, it just seems like they're shooting harmless fireballs at Mario and Luigi. Then all of a sudden, they pull the brake maneuver. And then when they shoot them at each other, all of a sudden, then the cars blow up. I mean, cars blow up. Magic bullets is what I call them. Thank you, Iron Eagle. I mean, cars very rarely blow up in real life. So, I mean, a lot of shit that blows up in movies doesn't blow up in real life. You can shoot yeah, it almost anything in a movie and it's, it's going to explode. It's the same as, like, I want to hear the sound when something explodes in space. I don't care that you can't hear anything. Or, like, every car has a V8 with a nasty exhaust and a chase scene. <laughs> Not every car sounds like that. <laughs> but it does in the movies. Okay, so my question about the Goomba, while we're on the topic of science. The little head? Why... Did the body get bigger? Did the body get bigger? The body got bigger, right? The body definitely got bigger, and especially with... Um, but old... it didn't appear to get bigger. They only stuck his head inside the de-evolution machine. But when you go to Toad being walked to the chair, the clothes are definitely oversized, you know, because the body does grow. Okay. That's a real explanation. I didn't notice that, but yeah, that's on point. When you're walking, to, when, Toad, when they're escorting Toad to the chair to get de-evolved, the clothes are huge on him. You cannot say that these directors were half-assed at all. They took every effort to make the continuity work throughout the movie. So, yeah, you said, you know, the screenplay changed, you know, it, it, it exchanged hands. Also, a half an hour was cut out of this movie. A half an hour? A half an hour. This movie was over two hours full, full length? All told, yeah. And... This movie is so crazy that foreign markets cut it down more to like an hour 15. Apparently in Italy, the entire end was cut off the movie and it like is just sewn up a different way. Honestly, I wouldn't mind checking that out just for reference. That's the same as like if I could get my hands on that working copy of the script, you know, the one before it got doctored up, <laughs> I would I would really read that. Like the Return to Oz of Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Like the dark version of this movie. I, I want to know. I want to know where what happened. This was 90s, though. And oh, New very York much. 90s. This movie is like caught somewhere between the really good dark movies of that time, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman, like they set out to do, and Theodore Rex. 
Theodore Rex. Also, both of those movies have Walk the Dinosaur in it. Okay, so what you're doing to these dormant brain cells that I have, I can't... I wonder if this is from the research from the shark. <laughs> Why does he pretend to be their lawyer when he goes to the police station to find out if they have the meteorite shard? Yeah, was that necessary? He's the president. He's the president. Or the dictator or the king or something. And, you know, contrary to what you might think, I am very observant. Also, My why ass? does he have election posters? Um, Maybe somebody's going to run against him. It's like Putin. Yeah. We're going to have the election. Yeah, but I'm going to win. Thank you for your votes again. <laughs> Penis very large. Koopa's hair. Koopa's hair, man. For some reason, when I saw it for the first time, I thought, I thought it was his head when I was a kid. Like I didn't realize it was hair. I thought that his head same thing. was like it was almost di like dinosaur, dinosaur skin. Like. Yeah, that was in my mind as well. That's and then exactly. I was like, oh, it's his hair, dude. I thought the same thing, man. That's so weird. Yeah, it's a uh, oh, Mandela. Maybe. Yes. Sorry, you always say no. <laughs> I'm just happy I got a yes. I don't even care. We can I'm go sorry, on. I'm a real skeptical. The older I get, the more skeptical I get. It's kind of a bummer to me. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. It's... Every scene of this movie was exposition too. Like they would shout what they were doing while they were doing it. Like oh it was yeah, like uh, we're being arrested for being plumbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, or he can co-pilot the car because I play video games all day. There's an explanation for a lot of things. For everything. Man, the chemistry between Mario and his girlfriend, Daniela, though. Why doesn't she have a picture on IMDb? She's I don't got know. some other credits. But man, the two of them, like, you were like, those two fuck all the time. Yeah, because he's, you know, obviously a little older, but she can dig it. And, like, he's not a successful plumber, but you got to love his attitude. Yeah, I'm assuming is what it is. each other just like, mm, Yeah. Mm. And, you know, she's got that Brooklyn, like, Italian, like, wifey to be whole, like, yeah. And she's got that, the boobage. The boobage is jacked up to the max with the little tight skirt and the hair with that, you know, that Brooklyn slash Jersey makeup. Yeah. I mean, John Leguizamo may not have had it, but Hoskins had the charm of the Mario. He did, man. He knew how to use those tools. And that's why when he was romancing Bertha, he that knew. first time it didn't work. But he knew what was up. He didn't have to kiss her that next he time like, like oh, that. Oh, you just, yeah, I want to be punched in the face again. Yeah, she's like, hmm, come here. Oh. But then the second kiss, his face. How about when he was trying to untie that? Like, that whole scene, like his expressions and everything like that. Like, Bob Hoskins gave it his fucking <laughs> Also, Lena, I should point out, is harry potter's adoptive parent mother is she yeah she's in so much stuff she's in a ton of things that's british actress um definitely the most cleave she ever put out there just want to say that fucking hair and the bride of frankenstein hair later the, after she gets electrocuted yeah i don't remember there being so much skin in this for like a 90s kids movie i think there was so much skin in 90s kids movies that that's why we don't remember it because it was just that there. was how they drew the adults in yeah like instead of the i can relate to that humor it was the hey dad check out check out the cleave we're talking the heyday of baywatch but and also the the 90s was the time of like more the boobage not you know less junk in the trunk days wasn't about the big round ass back then no big hair big boobs makeup makeup yep lots of hairspray yeah, and then dudes wore suits that were so big. It drives me crazy. Watching like movies from the 90s, like I'm just like, that suit doesn't fit uh, yeah. you. What the fuck is going on here? What's funny is my brain went to New Jack City. 
because I was thinking about the suits. Were these these these? What did he say? These are feminine? And he was like, "Yeah, those are our ex-wives' clothes, or something like that. Or those are our wives' clothes." Oh, the suits in this movie? Yeah, yeah. The the ones Mario and Luigi uh, put Luigi, on the yellow yeah. and the red. They are for sure wearing women's zoot suits, <laughs> like power suits from like <laughs> like a female version of the mask. Oh, I went to Eric Stoltz. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> it's like, what are you trying to say about Cher? Do you never. believe? <laughs> I need, I want to play with auto tune one day and just uh, cover Cher songs. How about that World Trade Center shot? That Whoa. catch you off guard? Whoa. Whoa. That was weird. Mario predicted a couple things. Yeah. And then the Taliban watched this movie and they were like, oh. Desert Wasteland buildings, yeah. How about the uh, Dennis Hopper Dino Tongue? That was crazy. And when his face like morphed, uh, yeah, he was talking to a little him. bit of a uh, Devil's Advocate in there. <laughs> I mean, that's what that reminded me of. Yes. I was like, the only time I, I knew exactly what you were. Yeah, th- about. when you see the demon twitch, but it's not like a horror. Well, okay, Devil's Advocate, I think you could say is a horror movie, just '90s horror. Yeah, but he didn't need to de-evolve or anything to do that. Like, he had a tyrannosaur inside of him the whole time. The whole time. That breaks the rules of this science. Mm. I mean, you made a machine. I guess, did they shoot him with the guns? Also, the guns were the old Nintendo upgrade guns for, Is like, duck what they were? Shit. Yeah, the de-evolution guns. Dude, I thought they, they were just, looked like, familiar. They were just, like, spray-painted or something. I was like, because as much as I've seen... um. You know, there's just so much trivia out there. People cover so much on these and do deep research. There's a lot for this one. Well, there's whole videos of people putting together like, hey, recognize this in Star Wars? Guess what? Or it's like, you know, they pick random props from movies and they're like, that's what it was. There's so much of that out there. As soon as I saw those guns, I was like, those are something. Those are something. So thank you. Thank you for closing that door. Yeah, they were the like the big rifles. That they sold that were ridiculous. I remember it you now. Didn't need that. I remember it now. Yeah. Did you notice that the computer was operated with a duck hunt gun as well? Did you cheat as a kid? Did you ever put it up to the screen? No, not really. I was into it. I yeah, me too. I would do that to show off to people or like act like they didn't know you that you could do that. So I we would do it felt for a like game or two. It didn't help me as much as I thought it was helping. You know, going back, it actually seems like that was harder having to do that than just doing yeah, it. For sure. I thought so too. It depended on the size of the TV you were using. I'm learning so much about how it used to be. <laughs> you go with adult eyes. Oh my god, it's it's weird. We're talking in the same order that I jotted stuff down, and it's a really crazy thing happening right now for me. The Brooklyn chicks that were in the like prison that uh-huh. they were keeping, they were not concerned with being in captivity. Like they were like, finally something interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and that one was like smoking it's, while she was running. Yeah. And it's like, well shit, she had I guess enough cigarettes to cover that period of time where she was being held captive. I'm honestly for the time period and even in a kids movie, I am super surprised that none of the dinosaur people were smoking. Yeah, tons of cigarettes. Tons people, of cigarettes. People were lighting up and everything. Turtles and stuff like that. Nobody, that was totally normalized around kids back then. Most of us grew up in smoke-filled rooms. Or cars with in the middle of winter with it cracked like this much. If you had it cracked at all. Yes, grandparents, not so much. Thinking that I didn't go into places smelling like smoke as a child. <laughs> yeah, happy day. When Bertha helps at the end and she gives the shoes to Luigi, she never really interacted with Luigi. Why would she help Luigi? He's helping her boo. She's into that helping, Mario. Helping Luigi is helping Mario. Did you notice 
towards the end when oh when they're in the uh around the meteorite did you see the soft version of the jumpers no so there's a scene when uh mario and luigi have them right and they're running you can see the very top i was like they've got a different apparatus for when they're running like they they wanted to make it easier to run so i had it in my head and at the very end when daisy is around the meteorite with luigi you get a pretty good fucking look at um what were those wrestling dolls from back in the day do you remember People had those wrestling dolls from the 90s. They were like this big, like the size of a couch pillow. I do remember what you're talking about, yeah. It looked like that material into a shoe. And it was the soft version of those, the jumpers. So so John so Leguizamo could run, could run in them and be functional in the scene. Yeah, because there's no way you could run in those. You just stand on one spot. So yeah, next time you do the watch through of this, make sure to catch that at the very end of the hour and 45 minute long movie. I will be 55 years old. <laughs> and i'll do that uh and maybe they'll make the sequel by then since they're releasing it in 4k and and princess daisy peach whatever so when she, did she become princess peach is that tough too you know to be honest because i i grew up playing all of those do you know what i always called her princess well she doesn't they never say peach in the first game i've just always called her princess my entire life I don't care if it's Peach. I whatever. think she it's... was named Peach in the second game because she you could play as her and she mm-hmm. would float kind of. The second know? game with the floaty. Yeah, yeah. The second game I feel like was the wild card. It was not as great. Three was where it started to bust out. You got the raccoons. Oh yeah, you could do the cheat and go the get the whistles and, and go straight to the end within like fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember you just there go... was a way in the first one to get right to the end very quickly. I didn't learn that till way later in life, man. I, like Super Mario 3, I did it as it was happening. That first one, I had no idea back in the day. And then Super Mario World is what the Super Nintendo first one was, right? Wasn't that Super Mario World? Like the first time we got to see Yoshi? I believe so. And, and so that was right around the time this was coming out or being written. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the Dinosaur World stuff started to overlap. Well, yeah, because I feel like I got my Super Nintendo at 9 or 10. And I was super hyped, and like my first game was Super Mario World. That's why I feel like I don't even need to look up the name. So right here I have the booklet from the original Super Mario. Because remember how video games back then, they didn't have any plot, but the booklet would sometimes give you a plot Mm -hmm. to go on? So it says, One day, the kingdom of the peaceful mushroom people was invaded by the Koopa, a tribe of turtles famous for their black magic. The quiet, peace-loving mushroom people were turned into mere stones, bricks, and even field horse hair plants. What? What? And the mushroom kingdom fell into ruin. What even is that? The only one who can undo the magic spell of the mushroom people and their return to their normal selves is the princess Toadstool, not Peach, Toadstool. That is like, that sounds familiar. The daughter of the Mushroom King. Unfortunately, she is presently in the hands of the great Koopa Turtle King. Mario, the hero of the story, parentheses, maybe, (laughs) hears about the Mushroom People's plight and sets out on a quest to free the Mushroom Princess from the evil Koopa and restore the fallen kingdom of the Mushroom People. That is a lot of sentence. You are Mario! Exclamation point. It's up to you to save the mushroom people from the black magic of the Koopa. Well then, as you continue to read the booklet, there's more story buried in like the how to jump and 
But I was thinking about it, and I was like, if they all got turned into bricks, and then the whole point of the game is to bust up bricks for coins, kind of fucked up and existentially terrifying, if you ask me. Did you know they put a mustache on him? Because he looked too much like another character from another game, and that's the only reason Mario had a mustache, oh. and that's how he became Italian. The mustache made him Italian, because they were like, oh, that looks like an Italian guy. Yeah. Wow. But I enjoyed the shit out of watching this again and picking it apart. And I know that there are a hundred other, like every fucking movie podcast has done Mario Brothers. So maybe it's a rite of passage, but it was really fun watching this again. It was. And I just, I want to say, I didn't get to one thing. I'm so sorry. I see what you're doing there. Oh, get to it. Get to it. I was a teenage mammal. Triple X. Was that a, a, a porn movie that was buried in the once or in they, the background? Yeah, you didn't catch. So once they first get to the alternate universe, you know, the other dimension, they're like, where is this place? What is it? They zoom in on like a movie theater sign. And it's I Was a Teenage Mammal, Triple X. And it had two showings. This movie was supposed to be an adult movie. They apparently hired real North Carolina strippers for the scene at the party. At the end when they're dancing and stuff. It's I, like I think a club it's the setting. one where Bob Hoskins is romancing Bertha. Yes. Dude, that there are actual strippers stripping in that scene. It makes sense because if you look at the ones just dancing in the scenes that are there, I'm like, that's one of those like, damn, this was a kid's movie. This was in, you know, like we were just like, but I didn't notice it then. But there was supposed to be a Metroid movie. A live action Metroid movie was slated to be made after this. But this was such a disappointment and disgrace. They were like fuck this never gonna make another movie it was just so far away from the video game you know i feel like then you know because even street fighter i mean we're gonna have to do street fighter sometime just to talk about it because when like... n bison came to your village <laughs> it was the end of all you knew raul julia for me it was tuesday <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck did that movie have to do with the video game but so same kind of thing here except for i feel like here kind of blows my mind that that came out after this no it did this was the first one jcv maybe someday but i don't know that but, one's hard to rewatch. i've tried i feel like that one would be harder than this one because at least it's this one does have the easter bad. eggs and the references and i mean man there's that one thing you told me at the beginning that really felt good that they at least acknowledge oh the names and things like that mario mario luigi mario perfect perfect so next week we're gonna do a Mario Mini of the new one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'll have fun with that one. Yeah. I wanted to do that after this. This definitely, it, this is good first. It made more sense to do it that way. Also, the first time I've watched a kid's movie in a really long time. <laughs> I can't say the same. But as far as this one goes, you know, if I, you know, if I learned anything, it's uh, stop fiddling with the fungus. Maybe you should show this one to your kid. She did not like it. Oh, this one. This one, though. No. Not right Maybe now. Wait a couple of years. Yeah, not right now. Start busting out the weird stuff. You just got to leave stuff laying around. <laughs> Make it a, their choice. Make it their. Let it play and then walk away. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best stuff I watched was when I was homesick and nobody knew what I was doing. This one gave me lots of t-shirt ideas. <laughs> did it, it really did. Yeah. Of like quotes. Yeah. You gotta quit sticking with the quotes. No. Think no. Of some abstract. No. Shit. No. Stop fiddling with the fungus. Stop fiddling with the fungus. Stop fiddling with the fungus. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat anything with a face. 
I feel like that was a common thing in the that era of the '90s was nothing with a face. Was Is that how they said it? it? Yeah. So I had that in parentheses. Was that really a thing? I think that was a thing around then. I don't remember that. What a weird movie. What a weird childhood we had. All of these movies could be connected, if you ask me. They really could. Iggy. Maybe even Lawnmower Man with Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce fucking Brosnan. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.